You're now listening to the River Claremont Podcast. We went here. Uh, felt like 2022 went really quickly. Man, to me, that was the fastest year of my life. 2022, I blinked and it was gone. And so 2023 is going to be an epic year. As a church body, what we're going to be doing for the next three weeks, we're going to be doing a corporate fast. Now, obviously, you've got to be willing to participate, but I encourage everybody in here to do that. What I would suggest you all possibly do, a 21-day fast, the plan is, um, starting tomorrow to fast. You can eat today. We're going to kick off tonight with three hours of Super Sunday prayer that we please you know, encourage the church family come out and pray. We're going to just bombard the year in advance with faith, just declaring Speaking things out by the Spirit of God, praying in the Holy Ghost, God's perfect will that edifies and builds us up, amen, so that we're strong in this year. The Bible even says that you don't even know the evil that tomorrow holds, so that's why you build yourself strong today, amen, so that no matter what tomorrow holds, you're strong enough to face it, and and not just face it, but overcome it, in Jesus' name, amen. And so we're going to do a corporate fast. We have not done this as as a church body, really. Uh, before, but I felt it strongly in my spirit that this year I really, really feel an intensity and a fire on the inside of me to, to go to new spiritual levels. Amen. So corporately, starting tomorrow, we're believing for as many people as will say yes to this, to fast. What you could do is do like the Israelites, David's men that were fighting men in the Bible, that whenever they were believing God for a victory, the, the word says they fasted from sunup till sundown, which would be a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. fast. And if you would like to join in, but you're like, I work construction or things like that, you can join in in this capacity where 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. you don't eat, you just drink uh, uh, liquids, and then you can eat at nighttime if you need to for this 21 days. I believe, and I'm going to share this morning about nine biblical reasons for the fast. Fasting is a spiritual weapon given to the church uh, that Jesus spoke very plainly about. It is found in the Old Testament all the way into the New New Covenant. Jesus himself, the Son of the living God, fasted and sought the Lord, and it took him to new dimensions himself. How is it even possible? Because fasting is a weapon. Amen. And so I encourage you, do this with us, join together. Three Sundays from now would be January, what is that, 22nd? Is that the next, that would be three weeks of the fast that we'll break together that day. We'll plan some type of food or something and feed everybody and have a great glorious after the service, break the fast. Amen. Come on, who's with us? But who in here feels like, you? I mean, honestly, you feel the intensity, let's Fast and pray. Let's break the new dimensions. The, let me tell you, the global body fasts and prays to start the year. This is not just an American thing. This is around the, the globe that there are men and women of God and great churches that have decided to set apart this time to fast. Matthew six sixteen through 18. I like to read in the New Living. This is Jesus himself speaking when he says, When you fast, in verse 16, and when you fast, say when you fast. I flew years ago before I was a pastor held down to just Claremont when I traveled the world. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> years ago, I, was, I, I traveled a lot in, in Alaska, and, and, and praise report, we're going to Alaska this year. 
We're going to we're planning on bringing a team as soon as we can finalize the results and so we will update as po- as soon as possible but bring a team into Seward, Alaska for a great soul winning campaign. Amen. Who wants to go to Alaska this year? And so I'll be leaving at the end of January to go there, but I traveled to Alaska. And when you travel to Alaska, you got to go by float plane. You got to go by um, b- ferries. It's, it's not, you know, it's, it's wilderness out there. And when you're flying in these planes, you know, it's like, you know, it's where literally they, comp- they got a calculator and they're calculating the weight, like how much you weigh. And you're like, this is, this is great. You know, thank God I know the Lord. And the saying in Alaska is, it's not if you crash, it's when you crash. Some of the hardest pilots in the world come out of Alaska because you will crash because of the cold pockets. You hit it and your plane just goes down. So they say it's not if you crash, it's when you crash and how you crash. Jesus didn't say if you fast, he said when you fast. Look at your neighbor say, when is now. So every person in here, one of the biggest things you hear about people when you talk about fasting is everybody loves food. Who likes to eat? If you don't raise your hand right now, we'll weigh you on the way out and determine whether or not you're telling the truth. Three things you don't talk about. How old are you? How much do you weigh? And how much is in your bank account? Amen. So we'll take that poll on the way out. Start the year off awkward at the river. They know everything about me. Just so you know, I haven't eaten since last year because I'm a spiritual person. I hate to admit to this, but literally, I woke up to a bunch of text messages because I was already asleep at the new year. I didn't stay up for it. Unfortunately, I'm like, this year, this day, 2023, I'm going to be a, I'll, I'll stay up. This year, I didn't care. So Jesus said, when you fast, actually in this discourse, Matthew 6, 16, well, Matthew 6, Jesus gives three things that you always do or that you will do. He says, when you fast, when you pray, and when you give. As a born-again believer, we should do all of these things regularly in our life. One of the first things people say when you say we're going into a time of fast is they say, well, it should be as the Spirit leads. That's actually not a scripture. Just everybody says that. I do understand that, that you don't just fast to fast. But if you've never been led by the Spirit to fast, then are you even being led by the Spirit? That's the question. You know, the Spirit's never told you to fast since 30 years of serving the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said, when you fast, then I have a question for you. Do you even know the Spirit? Because Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days and did not eat and did not drink and was tempted by the enemy and overcame the enemy by the Word of God that is available to every single one of us today. Amen. And so when you fast... When you fast, I believe that this is a time to set aside, but it's fasting in prayer. Shout prayer. Prayer. See, if you go into fasting when you just say, I'm not going to eat, but you don't pray, then basically you're on a diet. Congratulations. It's a New Year's resolution right there. We're not talking about a New Year's resolution to lose weight. We're talking about a spiritual time to get empowered by God to take this year with storms, with the storms on the inside of us. That, that makes sense. And so prayer. What I feel to do is, um, and obviously if you do the 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., then that means if you get up at 5 a.m., you can have some scrambled eggs, but then you also have some time to spend with the Lord and pray. Amen? 
and then that's very important to start the day off right. But we'll, here at the church, our office hours are Monday through Thursday. We're going to be here Monday through Thursday, 12 to 1 p.m., praying in the sanctuary. Now, this week, we're going to be tearing stuff down, so expect when you come in, half trees laid over, but that doesn't offend us when we pray, amen? amen. I don't need an LED wall on, and I don't need smoke machines to pray. I just need a place and gather and corporately, corporate prayer sharpens you. Amen. Corporate prayer pleases the Lord. It's the body coming together and speaking and declaring things. And so I encourage you, if you're going to join us in this fast during your lunch break, show up here, even if it, by the time you drive you've only got 15 minutes, pray that 15 minutes with us and go. There's a few things about uh, fasting that now you have time, whereas you would have been shoveling food in your face. Now you don't have things going into your face, so now you have time. And in the Old Testament, they, they, to prepare a meal took a lot longer than it does right now. So they took that time as devotion to God, and that's what we're going to do as a corporate body. Turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 4, sorry, chapter 9. I'm going to go as, as, as well as I can through nine reasons for biblical fast. I may cut it short through this and pick it up sometime. I also encourage people to tune in for the next three weeks, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning. I will still do the morning broadcast, but if you can't catch it live, catch it later in the daytime, even um, if, if it's during your lunch break, I'm going to be ministering the Word for what I feel the Holy Spirit is showing me for the year of 2023 uh, for you personally, for us corporately as a body, and for the global body of Christ. Amen. So you always got to be focused. What are you believing God for personally, and what are you believing for the body of Christ as a whole? Amen. Amen. And if every person grabs that, man, we will see the hand of God move the church forward in great dimensions. Have you found Mark chapter 9? Shout amen. amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Verse 14. We're going to have a lot of scripture to go through today. I love this discourse right here, if that's the uh, the term, the scripture. It says, when they returned to the other disciples, of course, they were coming from the Mount of Transfiguration. They saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all of this arguing about, Jesus asked. And one of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. Whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. He foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes quite rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people. In the King James Version, it calls them, you faithless and perverse generation. How many people in here, your goal in 2023 is for Jesus to call you faithless and perverse? <laughs> if I could just get that title. You faithless people, how long must I be with you or how long must I suffer you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. When the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. He fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire, into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. I love that. Anything is possible if a person believes. Somebody shot anything. anything. What's possible for a believer? Anything. What's possible in 2023? Anything. Anything's possible if you would believe that it is possible. 
the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. That'll preach right there. Come on, somebody. Lord, I believe in you. I need your help every single day. I throw myself at you. That's part of prayer and fasting. See, prayer and fasting is not something you do because you're cocky. It's something you do where you admit, I really need you, God. I need you today. I need you tomorrow. I need you over my flesh. I need you over my thoughts. I need you in my spirit, alive and well. I need you today to go forward. Amen. Amen. And that's what he said. It's like the cure for doubt and unbelief is not just prayer and fasting. It's actually humility. To throw yourself at Jesus. And what is, what is prayer and fasting? It's humbly going before the Lord. That famous scripture you just quoted. If they'd humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and pray. Come on. Daniel, the Bible talks about he fasted 21 days. We'll get to that. And the angel literally says, from the day you humbled yourself and began to pray, the Lord had heard you. So it's about humility. I need God in 2023. I need the Holy Ghost and fire to be with me every step of the way. Amen. If you need him, shout amen today. I don't just kind of want him. I need you, God. Right now in my life, I'm hungry and thirsty for more of your presence. And so he said, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. The spirit screamed through the boy into another violent convulsion but left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, helped him to his feet. He stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? And Jesus replied, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. Come on, somebody. This kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. So Jesus, the head of the church, the king of kings, declared to his followers, the reason you lacked the spiritual authority to accomplish what needed to be accomplished is because you have not gone through prayer and fasting. It's interesting when you read this to realize, number one, what we just talked about, spiritual warfare, that the Bible talks about if one demon gets cast out, it'll go find seven more wicked. It goes again to show you the degrees of spiritual opposition, that there are demons, there are bigger demons, and there are greater demons. Right? So obviously they had cast devils out. It was already said in Scripture that they went out. Even demons are subject to us in your name. But these kind, this one we couldn't get out. Jesus said it's because mine comes out through prayer and fasting. One of the main biblical reasons for prayer and fasting is an increase or another degree or another level of spiritual authority upon your life. It is scriptural that there are levels. There are levels of authority in the kingdom of darkness. There are levels of authority in the kingdom of light. And a person that is willing to pursue God and say, Lord, I put myself at the mercy seat of Christ. I will come after you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to turn from my wicked ways. I don't care if every Christian in America backslides. My eyes are on you, God, and I'm coming after you. Father, pour out in my household 
what is necessary for us to move forward. And if you believe that, shout amen today. There is another level. And I want to hit that level. My God, I'm so hungry for the Holy Ghost and fire. It's like, I, I'm like, God, what do I need to do? Because I'm tired of reading the stories of people caught up in the glory and dancing off of stages and not falling and it not happening in this place. If I got to fast, if I got to seek you, Lord, I'm coming because I want the power of God in America. I want them to point to America and say the power of God falls stronger in that nation than any other nation we've ever seen. We got to break this place open. The arrogant mindset of the American church has stopped the move of the Holy Ghost. People saying, we don't need that. We don't need to press in. We don't need that. No. Jesus said very plainly that there are some things reserved in the kingdom of God for those that are willing to pay a price to obtain it. Are you willing to pay that price? If so, then shout him in tonight or today. Who cares what time of day it is? You start preaching Pentecostal, it's got to be nighttime. My God, get the organ, Brother Mark. Hey! Ha! Jesus. I'm not talking about another level of income. I'm not talking about another level of fame, another level of, of, of influence. We're talking about a level that this world cannot stop, a level in the spiritual realm that I'm hungry for. Prayer and fasting is the way you obtain these things. You go into a time, it's not about suffering, I'm not, I'm not dying. She's getting it right there. Hey, Shabaha. If you didn't catch it by now, we are a spirit-filled church. Amen. Not Presbyterian as some would think. Amen. <laughs> We're not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Jesus came to give us the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. I want the fire of God. I don't want a spark. I don't want some smoke. I want the fire of God in my life, over my house, over my mind. I want the power of God in this church. Break every shackle. Break every chain. Let the Holy Ghost fall in this place. You know, everything in the kingdom of God is by invitation. You know that when someone preached the gospel to you, all they did was basically give you an invitation. That whether or not you decided to take that invitation and say yes to what has been offered to you or not is entirely up to you. It is the same. You don't have to pray and fast to get saved. Jesus paid the price for you. You don't pray and fast because your suffering moves God. You pray and fast not because God needs your help, but because you need God's help. Amen. 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 And if you only feed your flesh, see, that's the thing people don't understand. The trinity of man is you have a body, you have a soul, and you have a renewed spirit when you get born again by God. And that war within man is the soulish realm wanting to dominate and the spirit trying to take back the throne inside man to say, no, I will lead you forward in the promises of God. For the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. And your body, 
You learn to cater to your body. If your body says, I'm hungry, you go and eat. But if your spirit says, I'm hungry, you ignore it. And it's time to say, you know what, body, you can be hungry a little while. It ain't going to kill you. It's only going to sharpen you because the spirit of man is what I want to be strong. I want to be a spirit-led believer, not a flesh-led believer. I've had enough steak for a thousand generations. Come on. I don't need another sandwich. My God, I'm coming out of Christmas. I don't need another cookie. I don't need another slice of pie. I need the Holy Ghost and fire. And that's what I'm going after, man. I invite you, come with us. Let's go into the deeper places of God, into the higher heights of authority. Amen. If you believe that, shout amen. Amen. Another biblical reason found in Scripture for prayer and fasting is supernatural divine protection. In the book of Ezra, there's a story where they were transporting. Ezra chapter 8, you can turn there if you desire. We'll read it together. But in this story, it actually lists they're transporting massive amounts of wealth to the temple. I believe the scripture says 7,500 pounds. I did a little bit of research, just, well, not research, calculation. And it was well over $300 million they were transporting. That's a lot of money. May that be in my hands this year. Amen. May I have to figure out a way to transport $300 million to Tampa. Because I really would like to see my father-in-law's face as we delivered that. It's interesting when you read that. If you have $300 million, bro, I'm going to hire the world's Delta Protection Force. You know, I'm going to have snipers on every rooftop between me and Tampa. But they didn't. What Ezra wrote was he said, look, we didn't even petition the king for protection. We fasted and prayed. Bro, (laughs) bro, you got to believe. You know what I'm saying? We got $300 million. I know what we're going to do. We're going to fast and pray, and it will be well. But they did believe, and they did know that there are more with us than there are against us. The army of the Lord is strong. And the Bible says in Ezra 22, For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and to protect us from enemies along the way. After all, we had already told the king our God's hand of protection is on all who worship him, but his fierce anger raises against those who abandon him. So we fasted and we earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us. He heard our prayer. Come on, somebody. Part of prayer and fasting, I even said this already, Scripture, Jesus was the one said not to worry about tomorrow, you know, and you don't know what the evil it may hold, so just focus on today and trust the Lord. Part of prayer and fasting is I don't know everything 2023 is going to hold. A lot of people went into 2020 and thought it was going to look a lot different than it looked. A lot of people, I went into 2022 and thought it would look a lot different than it looked. So let me tell you something. Part of prayer and fasting is not I'm responding. It's actually I'm edifying and building myself up in advance so that I take this year, no matter what is thrown at me, from spiritual darkness, from the world itself, or anything, I'm ready and well prepared. My God will protect my household. If you believe it, say it's true. If God can protect these people carrying $300 million worth of gold and silver to the temple... He can protect your household. He can protect your investments. He can protect your business. He can protect your children. He can protect everything that you are willing to place in His care. Are you with me this morning? So believe God for that. 
We fast and pray. Part of that is that I know that I'm pressing into God and everything that I could have focused on, I'm turning over to you now, God. And so you will watch over my house. You will watch over my children. You will lay guard over my body day and night so that sickness and disease will not touch me. I'm believing you for protection. Who's believing God for protection? Come on. We better believe God for protection because let me tell you something. The persecution on the church in America is just going to intensify. It's just going to intensify. You dare to be a born-again believer in America, you better get ready because the fight is coming. And we will not yield because our God is greater. If you believe it, shout amen. Another reason, biblically, for fasting and prayer is those that are believing God for divine direction. Judges chapter 20, 26 through 28 says, All the Israelites went up to Bethel and wept in the presence of the Lord and fasted until evening. They also brought burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. So they fasted and they gave sacrificially. The Israelites went up seeking direction from the Lord, and in those days the Ark of the Covenant of God was in Bethel, and Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, and the grandson of Aaron was the priest. The Israelites asked the Lord, should we fight against our relatives from Benjamin again, or should we stop? The Lord said, go, tomorrow I will hand them over to you. Divine direction, but also as they sought divine direction, fasting and prayer, the Lord gave them, go, tomorrow in perfect timing. Do you know that even following in the favor of God, as we've already established in October, what the Lord told me to share, part of walking in the favor of God is knowing the timing of God. God's timing is perfect, Pastor Joe. And we think that he's late sometimes. In our flesh, we're like, midnight was two days ago, God. But he's never late. He's always on time, and his time is perfect. Amen. And it's learning to trust that and following after divine direction in your life. What does 2023 hold? Let me tell you something. You could figure out what 2023 will hold if you take three weeks and pursue God. Before this year even fully begins, you will know by the Spirit of God what to expect, what to look for, what God has in store for you. And if you're believing God for direction, take this time and say, Lord, I'm going to get it from you. I don't need my marching orders from from a newspaper. I'm not going to live my life responding to what men do. I'm going to live my life led by the Spirit of God and do everything I'm supposed to do this year. Because if we all did that, how much sweeter would the body of Christ look at the end of the year? Amen. Favor is moving with God's perfect timing. Divine direction gives you God's timing. Prayer and fasting is not time that I sit aside to suffer. It's time that I sit aside to get the mind of God about something to move forward and advance. Amen. First Kings 19 puts it this way. The angel of the Lord came again the second time, touched him and said, Arise and eat. This is, of course, Elijah. Because the journey is too great for you. He arose and he did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat for 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the mountain of God. He then came hither unto a cave and lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What doest thou here, Elijah? So once again, divine direction. Elijah fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and was led by the Spirit of God to a cave on the mountain of our God, Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb. It's two different words for the, or names for the same place. Supernaturally led. I want you to hear this. Believing for divine direction. 
Because people are in here like, man, I, I've got the Holy Ghost. I, I can follow God. Elijah was a man, the Bible said, that prayed earnestly so intensely that it didn't rain for three and a half years. He was the man God chose to stand and turn a nation around in a single day. Elijah was not some immature believer just trying to hear the voice of the Lord for the first time. He was a man set apart, mature, that turned a nation around. But even at that degree and that level, he still had fears. He still had problems. He still had doubts. Come on, somebody. Somebody said, divine direction, what the Lord led him to this cave for, get him into this place where he's like, Jezebel's going to kill me. Ahab hates me. I'm the only one left. I'm all alone. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody wants a pity party. But you get the mind of God. You say, no, I'm not going to live 2023 feeling sorry for myself. I'm not going to live 2023 feeling like a failure. I'm going to live 2023 and I'm going to get the mind of God. And I'm coming into this year swinging in Jesus' name. God led him to that cave and he fasted. Now, you understand this. When the Bible says that he fed him, it doesn't actually say anything about that food being supernatural food. Just as he woke up and there was a cake on the fire and some water and he ate and he drank. Doesn't mean like it was supernatural manna where he didn't hunger for 40 days. It just gave him strength to move for 40 days. I've only done a 40-day fast one time in my life. And let me tell you, I lost a little bit of weight. I went from a size extra large to a size medium. Looking at the photos, I looked like a little kid. But I can tell you this. You take this time in prayer and fasting. What can God reveal to you? See, I've realized that. You think about it. Think about the way the Lord works. Because, yes, the Word of God is the plumb line of our life. Thank God for the written Word. Man, you can dive in the Word anytime you want to. But there are things in your personal walk with God that you're not exactly going to find in the Word of God. When Jesus cured a blind man, He spat and He made clay. Nowhere in the Old Testament does it say, for a blind person, spit, make clay. So it was, he wasn't following a prophecy of old. He wasn't following a written word. He was following the leading of the Spirit of God on the inside. That this time, how this person gets healed is you're going to spit and you're going to make clay. Come on, somebody. So you need direction in your life. You need it. And that's, where you, that's what prayer and fasting was given to the church for. So we can lay aside the flesh. Silence the flesh. The flesh and the soul is always the part that tells you why you can't do it, why you shouldn't do it, why other people are better at it, why this is not the time, why this is not the place. You want to go through that? Go through that. Or you can say, Spirit, I'm going to feed you the Word of God. I'm going to feed you through prayer. I'm going to lift you up and build you strong in this year. And I'm going to silence the voice of the flesh. Shut up for a moment. I've dealt with you for 40 years of my life. You stink every day, and you could go wait in a corner because my spirit is going to come alive right now. And my spirit's going to lead me in 2023 into greater levels. Divine direction it gives you. Thank you, Jesus. Even the Lord's greatest people that he uses on planet Earth right now still have problems. Like they, they, God uses them because they don't have problems. They got problems. They got challenges. They got doubts. Their mind's going crazy. They got the flesh just like Jesus had the flesh. But they learned to silence the flesh and live by the Spirit. And you do that through times of prayer and fasting. 
If you only feed your flesh and never feed your spirit, your flesh will be the loudest voice. And you'll never have the faith to move forward. doesn't matter if 18 counselors line up to give you good advice. You're stopped right there. But if you learn to live by the Spirit, you won't even need 18 counselors. You'll be led by the Spirit, and the Spirit will lead you into all truth. Are you with me right now? Supernatural direction. God took him into a cave. Problems, fears, doubts. But God said, I want you to go and anoint this man, anoint this man, and anoint this man. And I'll deal with your problems. 2023, God will deal with your problems if you just do what God calls you to do. Amen? Amen. Another biblical reason for prayer and fasting is just worship itself. It's a beautiful scripture found in Luke chapter 2, right in the Christmas story, basically right at the end of it, of a woman and a prophet who was there in the temple. Verse 36, she was the daughter of, of Phanuel, I guess, from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when she'd been married only seven years. Is my mic going out? Is the battery dead? No. It's not dead. I don't know. My, 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 my mic needs to fast and pray. Get the mind of God. This woman was 84 years old. Her husband died after being married only seven years. You know what the Bible says that most young widows do? This is scriptural. Don't get mad at me. It says they turn to gossip. Most young widowers turn to gossip. And so that's scriptural. They say the young widows get them to remarry. As quickly as possible, lest they just turn themselves over to gossiping and being supported by the church. But this woman was different. Anna, though she lost her husband early on, didn't have kids apparently. The Bible says that she went to the temple and she fasted and she prayed and she worshiped the Lord. Fasting is part of worship. It's where we're, we, we literally decide, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut down. Major impulses within me for self-gratification, and I'm going to pursue you, God. It's not pointless. It's not to suffer. It's to focus on you, God. It is as worship unto you. Times of prayer and fasting. You know, this woman worshiped the Lord so much, was so pleasing in the eyes of God, that she, when Jesus was brought to the temple, the Spirit of God revealed to her, that's the Messiah. Now, this is before Jesus grew up. This is before Jesus was baptized. This is before Simon Peter declared by the Spirit, you're the Messiah. This is him as a baby in the temple, worshiping God as a woman that prayed and fasted. And God revealed to her, that's the Messiah. Which tells you, this woman was in the inner circle of God. You know what I'm saying? Miles before anybody else being revealed it, a woman that worshiped and prayed and fasted in the temple, God says, look up, that's the Messiah. And she knew who he was by the spirit that she knew very well. Come on, somebody. It's worship. This church, one of the, one of the pillars of this church, when God gave it to us, the powers in the pew, the prophetic, evangelism, and worship. That we believe in that. Worship. You want to be a worshiper? You worship God in the spirit, not in the flesh. So the stronger and more alive your spirit gets, the deeper your worship is going to go. Man, if we fast as a corporate body for three weeks, our worship's going to another level. I'm talking open visions. I'm talking about supernatural encounters. Come on, somebody. Who's hungry for these things? If you're not hungry for it, whatever, bro. You don't have to be. I'm hungry for myself. But I am hungry for God. I know 
I know, and I was telling Pastor Mark yesterday, I've never felt more of an expectation like, this is it. I'm going after something right now, and I'm not going to quit until I get it. I feel like Jacob trying to wrestle the angel of God. I'm like, you, I may be limping after three weeks, but by God, I'm going to be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm focused. I'll take coffee and throw it out the window. I don't need nothing. Somebody says, "Woo! now that's a liquid. My God, Myrtle, get your bag. He done touched the Holy Grail. Not the coffee. Jesus. <laughs> Leads me to my next reason. Overcoming temptation. Jesus was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where the Bible says he was tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. Everybody in here, you deal with temptation. Temptation to say this, temptation to think that, temptation to push there, temptation of the flesh, temptation to try this, do that. Temptation is a part of everybody that has flesh. Thank you, Jesus, that the day will come that this flesh goes away and I get a glorified spiritual body where I, this thing is finally done. Amen. But until that day, you got a stinky flesh and you got a born-again spirit. And it's learning to live by the Spirit and say, Look, I'm going to put temptation down. Temptation, I want it out of my life. I want to dominate over sin. It's like the Bible says, sin is sitting at the door seeking to become your master. There are many things that tempt a person in this world. Many things that tempt a person. And you've got to learn, man, I'm going to silence the flesh. I'm going to live by the Spirit. And I'm going to be Spirit-led. And those that are led by the Spirit will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Come on, somebody. 2023. You don't want to know the key of a move of God. It's not earnest prayer. It's not just fasting. It's not great dynamic preaching or, or awesome worship. The key to a genuine move of God is holiness. It's when you, it's when you say, God, I want to be like you. I don't want to just talk about you. I want to be like you, God. You're holy. You're perfect. You're majestic. You're glorious. And holiness has got to be in the church. Man, I'm tired of reading the compromise and the body of Christ. And I'm like, God, I have kids. And I don't want to see America go this way. And I don't want to see the church cater to this. But I'm not full of hate. I don't hate those in sin. I don't hate wicked, well, wicked people. But, but I hate sin because it's killing the body. It's perverting purity. And we've got to get to holiness. People used to fast and pray. Seek the Lord's face. People used to... Man, the church used to stand for something. What does the church stand for right now? I'll tell you what the American church stands for. Compromise. That's what it stands for. Mainstream church, we can love. Let's all be this. Let's all do that. But the Bible says some people you cast out. Some people you turn over to Satan for the saving of their souls. And I'm not I'm trying to get into this, but I'm just saying my God, holiness matters to God. So if it doesn't matter to you, your heart is far from God. You don't care. 
You care about the flesh. You're an Esau that wants instant satisfaction, and you don't want to press in for the more. And God said, Esau, I hate it, but Jacob I loved. To a compromised heart, God says, I will turn you over to that. By his grace and his mercy, he turns you over to it. So that then you can see what happens and then maybe by grace you'll come back. But if the church doesn't stand for holiness, then guess what? No one is presented with that opportunity. And they have no conviction whatsoever. Conviction has got to be in the church. You know what brings conviction? The Holy Ghost. Keyword, holy. He's the Holy Ghost. And where he is, conviction falls. Bro, I'm telling you, when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, you're crying. God, I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I did that. Why? That's what you got to live like. Because that's what is the heart that is soft towards God. Pastor Mark, I want a soft heart. I don't want a hard heart. I don't want to walk around feeling like I'm God's king. I want to walk around feeling like, God, I'm holding on to you. You're my leader. You're my guide. You're the one that I live for. I want to be like you. I want to think like you. I want to know what you're thinking, and I want to know what you're feeling, God. What do you feel about this? What do you think about this? Because I don't want to be led astray. I don't want tickled ears. I don't want to be confused, and I don't want to go 40 years around a mountain that I'm not supposed to go around. I want eyes that are focused on the right thing, a heart that is pure, and ears that hear the voice of the Lord. And I know how to get it. I'm a fast, I'm a CQ God, and when the devil comes knocking, I'm going to tell him, get thee behind me, you beneath my feet, ugly little devil. Go away, in Jesus' name. Take your stinking hands off of my nation. Come on, somebody. Jesus. Is this all right? Not scaring people, am I? People clutching their children. We're in a fight, though, bro. Come on. Now, you may be born again. You may be saved. But look at the nation going straight to hell. Where are the people of God that will stand up? And say, enough is enough, devil. You will not take another generation. We're going to turn the tide of wickedness in this land. I'm going to seek your face, God. We're going to turn from our wicked ways, and you're going to hear from heaven, and you're going to heal this land. That's no ifs and buts about it. So newsflash, devil. Newsflash, every wicked organization that stands for impurity. We are coming with the holiness and the move of God. A true love, not a fake love, but a love that breaks shackles off of people. That's the love of God. He loved us straight out of hell. And I can testify, it's the best thing I've ever done. It's real. you got to overcome temptation. Stop yielding. Stop yielding. Draw a line in the sand and say, not anymore in my life. I'm going to live right. I'm going to walk right. I'm going to do right. I'm a child born again by God. Bible says it, basically. When they were thrown into the fire, the ones that refused to bow could not burn. We talk about prayer and fasting to overcome temptation. Those that refuse to bow will not burn. But those that do bow, they will burn. Now, you can get mad all day long about that. 
You can get upset about it, but let me tell you something. The Bible says if you cater to the flesh and you live by the flesh, these things, drunkenness, dissensions, revelries, partying, witchcraft, sorceries, those things, these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what it says. And I, I didn't write it. I didn't make it. All I know is I have to throw myself at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, you know what I was raised like. You know what, I, you know what my flesh desires. And I throw myself at your feet saying, burn that hell right out of me. Burn it out in Jesus' name. I don't want to burn it now and not later. Amen. I'd rather have fire here than fire forever. Can I get a witness? So you do whatever you got to do. If you got to lay me on the ground and make me wallow and cry like a baby for three days, you do whatever you want to do, God. If I got to put on sackcloth and ashes, a little bit of burlap, run around this place with chafing, I'm a chafe in Jesus' name. But I'm a walk where I need to walk. And I don't need you cheering me on. My eyes aren't for people saying you're doing well. My ears are in tune for him. My example is not the American pastor. My example is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. That's who I want to be like. That's my hero. And I'm going to do it in Jesus' name. It's about overcoming temptation. It's about looking at this world. I was just now, we were, I Googled when is, when does Christmas fall on the next Sunday? Right in worship. And so I click on it and say, give me the next dates of when Christmas. And it says next slide. I hit it and it was like a, a naked man's genitals popped up on my phone. In worship. Oh, I'm doing Googling when does Christmas fall on a Sunday, and you click the slide, and it's like a naked picture of a man. I was like, what is this? And Emma was right there. In worship. I was, after that, I, I put my phone down. I'm horrified my daughter's there. I'm like, I'm looking for Christmas on a Sunday, and that's what the world throws at me. You foul devil of hell. You perverse spirit. I call you out. I abjure you in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out of this nation. Get out of this place. Find you, Satan. You're a liar. You're defeated. And your grip is being lost on this generation in Jesus' name. My God, my God. Ooh, I feel like it. If there was an organ, I'd run around the place right now. Prayer and fasting is a biblical fast track to edifying your inner man. Building that man strong. Building that spirit man strong. Strong spirits. Strong bodies. A strong spirit. Man, the devil knows. Don't go to that neighborhood. There's a praying saint in that neighborhood. Go on down the road. Go to Orlando. They're going to hell in a handbasket. I'm just joking. Let me tell you something. It's biblical that the devil knows the people that carry authority. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? Let me tell you, it's not because they went to hell and introduced themselves. It's because everywhere hell tried to show up, their power and their authority was greater. And I don't know about you, but I want to carry that in Jesus' name. New level in Jesus' name. 2023 is a year of new levels for this church and for you. And if you believe that, shout amen. If you're hungry for greater things, then I tell you, you're going to get it in Jesus' mighty name. Another reason for the prayer and fasting is the anointing of God. It's anointed to do God's work. Isaiah says that this is the fast that pleases me. 
Isaiah 58, verse 6. This is the kind of fasting that I want. Free those who are wrongfully imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come down like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. What does that line right up with? Isaiah 60, Luke chapter 4. The anointing of the Lord comes upon you to set at liberty those that are bruised, to set the captives free. To break off the chains that hold people back. Fasting gives you spiritual nourishment that feeds other people. It's it's in the inside of you. So that when a person you're walking by, it's like the Spirit of God, that nutrition of the Spirit pours out of you. And you go from a conversation with a waiter, waiter or waitress to them crying and the Spirit of God falling. Because you've got meat they know not of. But beyond that, If you lay down your food and you don't eat your food, guess what? You save money. Now you have money to feed someone else. That's pleasing to God, right? It's not about saving money. It's about spending time in the Spirit of God. So now you can actually go out and on your lunch break, bless someone with a meal and tell them about God. That's the kind of fast that pleases God. I don't need food, but let me tell you, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do it because God is good and God loves you and he cares about you. Can I pray for you right now? It's the anointing of God. See, Jesus was led by the Spirit, overcame temptation, and came back. And the Bible says he returned with the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Anointed to do God's work. A biblical reason for fasting is the anointing of God. That is not anything that you can purchase with money. You can't buy the anointing. You can't manipulate the anointing. You can't steal the anointing. You can't come to a Jesse Duplantis meeting and get it in one time. It is something that God distributes because he measures the heart. He sees the depths of man and says, I find you worthy. And I'm going to pour out my spirit through you in a greater dimension. We need anointed men and women of God. Thanks for listening to River Claremont's podcast. We pray you were greatly blessed by this message. If you'd like to keep up to date with what's happening at the River Claremont Church, visit us at riverclaremont.com.